0: Cardinals back at it this afternoon at Ring Plus because they're concerned at Fox Sports Midwest about the game overlapping with Blues hockey which is on Maine at Fox Sports Midwest so FS Midwest Plus this afternoon and tonight for the Cards Cubs
1: doubleheader and Dan McLaughlin will have the call on FS Midwest how are you I'm doing great great to have baseball back this weekend it was fun I'm glad to hear you're doing great yeah it was uh, just just wonderful to have baseball back I know our fans um they miss it. We all miss it. And it's a distract. As I've said from day one, it's just a distraction. I mean, I know we, we don't have fans in the stands. It's not ideal. But you know what? It's baseball back and gives everybody uh, a couple hours to sit back and enjoy some baseball. We all miss it. So it's great to see. Dan, what were some of your takeaways from this weekend? A lot of debuts. I mean, Dylan Carlson's the the first one that comes to mind. I mean, it was exciting to see him, whether it was a normal season or not. I think we've all been waiting for a storyline of Dylan Carlson to unfold. We finally got to see it. I loved his debut. Left field, right field, center field. I thought he took some great at bats, even though, um, he, he's had some good results, didn't have great results, but I thought his at bats in general were really good, really good at bats at. Um, he keeps the barrel of the bat in the zone for a long time. So he's not going to be overly fooled a lot. So when you watch him taking a bat, you know, one of the things that was kind of a knock against him is coming up his exit velocity. You know, in in this day and age of baseball and sabermetrics, they they say, well, you know, you look at guys' exit velocity. A lot of times his exit velocity didn't jump off the But one of the things that you look at with him is the barrel of the bat and how long it gets through the zone. So he's not going to be overly fooled. He is a very good player. He's a solid player. He's a good kid. He listens. He's only 21. And so when you watch him take at-bats, if you're watching the game today on Fox Sports Midwest or tonight, game two of the doubleheader, um, that's what you notice is that he's just not going to be fooled a lot. Um, so I took away that. I thought Seth Elledge in his debut was terrific in wow. what we saw from him. Uh, I love seeing the story of John Nagowski, a guy that had been drafted a 34th-round kid, had all gone all the way down to uh, independent ball, and then comes back up and then makes a debut. I thought Max Schrock, a guy that had hit, hit, hit in the minor leagues, basically had been a 300-hitter in the minor leagues, finally got his shot, he gets two uh, base hits. The other one I really liked was Jake Woodford. I thought Mm -hmm. Woodford, he gave up one home run. It was the only hit he gave up. I thought that was a great debut. Um... The other one was Rob Kaminsky. Now, here's a great story, too, a great story, because he was a first-round pick and then had all kinds of arm issues. He's only, I don't know if he'd break a pane of glass anymore, but here he is, a non-roster invitee, had been traded for Brandon Moss, originally a draft pick of the Cardinals, now comes back to St. Louis, and there's another debut in this crazy season and uh, winds up uh, getting a major league debut in a day he'll never forget. And then a day we'll never forget was Royal Ramirez, you know, gives up the four home runs. And I know a lot of fans are saying, why did Mike leave him in for the four home runs? And I understand it. I mean, it's logical. I think in a normal season, you would not have seen him out there for the four home runs. However, there's five games coming up at Wrigley. The team had had 17 days off. You are trying to get him one more out to get out of the inning and save... Literally, you're saving arms. You're trying to figure out how to get innings out of guys, and now you're trying to cover up all these innings coming up and all these games coming up. You don't know where guys are. You had already had a doubleheader the day before. You couldn't go back to those pitchers. You're just saying, hey, just give me one more out, and he couldn't do it. Um, but it was um, it was tough to see that. He had only had two appearances above double a Mm -hmm. and that so you're watching truly a minor league pitcher trying to pitch in a major league game against the middle of the order against a very good white Sox club again i'm not making excuses it's the big leagues no one's going to feel sorry for you but that was a tough one to watch
0: and i'll make an excuse for mike schilt the first three home runs came in four pitches it happened in a
1: blink in a blink of an eye and something happened with his splitter I wonder if he yeah. developed a blister or something, but something did not go right anymore with the splitter. Didn't split. It didn't split. It stayed up, and it went out. And they got out in a hurry, and it was like watching BP for Major League ball players yep. and it was tough to watch. But, hey, it happens. But to your original point, Michelle, what did I take away? I love... Always, I love seeing Major League debuts because it's not just about the player. It's about mom, mm-hmm. dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, family, coaches, uh, friends that all get him there to that point, so it's such a cool story and that's what I love seeing.
0: After game one on Saturday, Mike Schilt told Jake Woodford that he was going to start about a half hour before. So by Woodford design. Has to,
1: yeah, you, but, you bet that's by design. No doubt. But So <laughs> Woodford has phone and tex- text everybody in the yeah. family that you're talking about. Say, hey, I'm pitching me, make sure you're watching. Well, could you imagine if Jake knew, you know, like five days before the build up oh man like he hadn't slept probably for five days, and you know, and then the night before he definitely doesn't sleep, so sure. he's already nervous anyway, because he'd been on the taxi squad and then you're just in a big league city, and then you're thinking about, okay, when is that time going to come, so if you get just give him a half hour, you don't have time to think, right, just go grab your glove, grab the baseball, go get ready, go pitch, and I thought his stuff looked great. I thought Eldge's stuff. Really played. Great. Mike Maddox had told us in spring training that this is a guy to watch for. He had been traded for Sam Tui, Valala. He had made an impression the last couple of springs, and uh, he really showed well in the game yesterday for sure. Another name I want to throw in there that I love seeing. How about Alex Reyes? Loved it. Um, that's another guy, man. You just you pull so hard for. I remember meeting Alex. I, I go down for the Cardinals to do some work um, behind the scenes in spring training, and we are put in the minor league... Um, Locker rooms, if you will, clubhouse to do our work for video and and radio spots and various things. And they said, "Hey, you got to meet this kid, Alex Reyes. This is probably I don't know, maybe five years ago. They said he's rehabbing, but he's going to be a major leaguer. Dan, will you go shake his hand and just you you're going to want to meet this kid?" I said, "Okay, sure. I'd love to meet a future major leaguer. I'd get a jump on things. Get to say hello." <laughs> I said, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm Dan. Alex, nice to meet you. He said, how you doing, Dan? <clears throat> Very nice young man. And uh, we had a nice conversation. He never forgot me. Every time he'd see me, Dan, how's it going? Alex, how are you? So I got the chance to always be around him, was on a Cardinal caravan with him, always had great conversations with him, respectful. And he had been through so much in his career, privately, personally, mm-hmm. then the injuries, and I liken his debut to probably the most electrifying pitching debut along with Ricky Keel that I'd ever seen. And It was against the Cincinnati Reds, and I got goosebumps thinking about it right now. And when I called that game, I thought, this is unbelievable stuff that I'm watching. This is can't, I mean, you hear about can't miss prospect, mm-hmm. that is can't miss that night. And he had everything going, changeup, curveball, fastball was upper 90s. And the thing that I saw on Saturday was a guy that was not cutting off his delivery. He was finally letting it go. And the last couple of springs, when you would watch him, you could just tell he was not letting it go. And what I saw on Saturday was a guy that was finally just letting it go, and that's where you saw the upper 90s. Now, I don't know if that's a byproduct of him just finally saying mentally, hey, I'm at a crossroads in my career, and whatever happens, happens. I'm just letting it go. Or finally, physically, he feels... 100% 100% and saying, here it is, I'm back. Now, you could tell with the breaking ball, even though a couple hit the dirt, but it was dropping off the table a foot and a half, mm-hmm. it's there. So once he gets all that together, it's just electric stuff. But he's got a fastball that's not only 98, but he had great movement. So that is going to play. And I loved how they did it. One inning, strikes out the mm-hmm. side, Get him out. That's something to build on, and it's finally something positive for Alex Reyes and the Cardinals. And hopefully, he can maintain his health because oh, another game in
0: 2016, uh, when he the game in San Francisco when he threw the seven innings, yes, and threw something like 81 pitches. And I remember asking him about him about that at the winter warm up. I said, "Did that help you figure something out?" Because was, he was really efficient for the rest of that season. He said. Yeah, it, it proved to me that, that my stuff works in the zone. If I just throw the ball over
1: the plate, yes. the guys can't hit it. Yes. Uh, I, that's what we have been saying, too. I, I think what he got with lesser stuff is that he got skittish. You know, when, when you throw 98 to 100 with movement, you can get away with it in the zone. When you throw 94 to 96 and you're inside the zone, major league hitters, they don't miss it. And that's what we saw in spring training where he would have an inning. And he would he would kill one, two, three. And that was happening this spring. And then he'd go out for another inning, and he might get the first guy, and then he'd miss with 94 to 96, and it's in the seats. And so that's a problem. So when he's now throwing upper 90s, and you may miss location, but with movement, guys miss that. Mm-hmm. And so... That that's, again, to your point, if he's throwing his best stuff, and you may miss location a little bit, but your upper 90s with movement, you, you can get away with it. When
0: we come back, I'm going to tell you who my biggest disappointment is that I've watched with a guy that had that kind of stuff. That's next on 101 ESPN.